What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844. Whether it's home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Agency. The phone number, 972-645-1844. And the website is farmersagent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast. Hi, this is Katrina Harvey, Miss Texas All World Beauties Plus 2020-2021. And you're listening to the Vision Lab podcast with Cuff and Mo. Welcome back to another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Nexum Creative. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is a platform focused on growth and exploring the developmental path of people's visions and dreams and how those dreams come into reality. It's all about tapping into and becoming the best versions of ourselves through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Yo, Mo, I think we got a hurricane in the building. Who do we have on the show today? Cuff, today's guest is a native of Chicago, Illinois. She is a graduate of Illinois State University. She has been named Miss Texas All World Beauties Plus for 2020 through, 20, through 2021. Excuse me. Please welcome Katrina Harvey to the Vision Lab podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Well, listen, uh, we got a hurricane in the lab. Literally. Literally. Um, super excited, man. Um, you know, I, I, I saw you on Instagram and I was blown away by your content and was like, I started telling Mo, like, yo, we've got to get her on the show. Uh, we're going to dive deeper into that. Um, uh, but you're from Chicago. Yes. What part of Chicago are you from? I am from the West side of Chicago. Is West side the best side? Of course it's the best side. Okay. Okay. So, um, Let's go ahead and dispel the rumor. Is Chicago deep dish pizza, is that the best pizza out there? You know, I want to say it is, but I ain't going to lie. Like, I love me some home run in. I love me some beggars. So, Giordano's is like a third place for me now. Okay. So. I got you. I'm going to tell you. all you people in Chicago you said that. Yeah. Tell them I ain't scared. Uh-oh. They're going to come for you. They're going to come for you. So um, beauty pageants, that's uh, kind of what we're talking about. Definitely outside the scope. Of, of what, you know, TVLP has, has covered. Of course, you can't really put your finger on us. How'd you get involved with beauty pageants? Well, when I was a little girl in Chicago, um, you know, we used to get the mail. And so a pamphlet came for my mother to enter me into a pageant. And I begged her and begged her, but she would not let me. And so finally, when I was an adult, I'm like, I can do it myself. So I really started out doing it for fun. Um, I went to my first pageant in Chicago with Miss Plus America. And I was like hooked. Um, when I went in, I saw a pageant queen and her mother and her mother was like, oh, honey, you should enter. You would win. You would be great. And so that was just kind of the catalyst for it. So you just said the word plus. What does that mean for our, our visionaries that are tuning in worldwide? So there are different divisions in pageants. And so the plus division is for what you would deem the plus size. So size 14 and up. Um, or hip circumference of 42 and above. Hello. <laughs> well, wasn't Marilyn Monroe size 14, though? And I think Marilyn Monroe was like, the people always associate her being like this super small woman, and like Marilyn Monroe was like actually like a 12 or 14 or whatnot. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Um, 
I mean, I've seen pictures of Marilyn Monroe, but I, I don't know if she was a, a plus size woman. Yeah, she was more curvy. She was curvy. Curvy. But, um, you know, sizes have actually changed. So, like, I still have a pair of jeans from when I was a teenager. And I'm like, those jeans, the same sizes, they're a little bigger now. So they adjust the size. So you 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 get introduced to this this pageant life. When did you know for a fact, like, okay, I'm doing this? Like, there's one thing to meet the lady and she says, hey, you should do it. But then it's another thing for you to actually be in it and have to go through the process. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm doing this. So what was that moment for you? So that moment was the summer of 2016 here in Dallas. Um, I was like, I was just on Facebook and I saw that they were having, um, like at Ashley Stewart, you could go and sign up. So I went that day and at that time I had cut all my hair off. I had braces. <laughs> and so um, I wasn't feeling my best, but I was like, I'm going to go. I, I want to try it. And when I went, I saw one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. Um, and she's a friend of mine now. And she was like, no, you should sign up. You should sign up. And so I did. And I've been in pageantry ever since. So I want to get behind the mindset of, you know, pageantry and being a plus size um contestant. Um, you know, one of the things that, that struck me about you, uh, Katrina, was th there's this energy that exists that, that says, hey, no matter who you are, you're beautiful, right? Um, and I love that aspect of what you, what you bring to the table. What's your mindset going into pageants? For one, I think um, when we all think of pageants, we think of the beauty pageants of, you know, Miss America and Miss USA and things like that. And with pageantry, you have to have a certain amount of confidence because you are going to be judged. You are going on stage. And so you have to have that confidence within yourself no matter what. So when I started in pageantry, I was actually a size 28. And so I have lost 140 pounds and now I'm a size 14. And so just to know that at that larger size, I still felt beautiful. Like I feel glamorous when I'm all dolled up and in a gown and have a makeup artist and things like that. And so for me starting, it was just about fun. I just was like, I didn't care about winning or anything. It was just so much fun to me. So with that being said, you losing over a hundred pounds, was that the biggest hurdle you had to overcome as far as your pageant life is concerned? Or was there another obstacle that you feel like you had to overcome? And first of all, big ups to you on losing yes, congratulations. pounds. Yeah. That is because yeah. that is incredible. That's amazing. You, you're absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. Um, and, and I'll you know answer most questions, but like I just want to give you a big applause on that. Thank you. You you see you disrailed. You 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 threw her off. <laughs> I yeah, did. you threw me off. <laughs> I did. The biggest the biggest the biggest obstacles besides losing that hundred pounds. Like, did you encounter a, a judge or somebody in a, in a back room and said, "Hey, Katrina." this is what we think of you. Like what, what's another hurdle that you had to overcome? Uh, the biggest thing I have to overcome still is my presence on stage. And so we always say that the pageant is one in the interview, right? When you are in front of the judges, they have that intimate time with you, but it's only about five minutes where you get to answer the questions. And so my presence on stage, like all my family has said, Oh, you were not yourself. That was not you on stage. Cause I felt like I had to put on an air. Uh, but I really need to bring uh, my authentic self uh, to the stage. You know, you, you talked about confidence. And I've got a question for you straight off the cuff. Um, 
what's more important uh, or what's the most important out of three these three uh, terms? Confidence, charisma, or conviction? I would say confidence first and then conviction. Okay. Um, confidence because even to enter it, you have to be have a certain amount of confidence. You don't have to be the, the most confident person, but you have to have some type of confidence in yourself. And conviction because in pageantry, you have to have a platform. And so your platform is what you are going to stand on. It's what you're going to believe in. It's what you're going to be an ambassador for. And so you have to be really strong about that and be able to convey that to everyone you come in contact with. You lost 100 plus pounds. Um, I'm curious to know where any of your, and I don't know because we're not familiar with pageantry, right? Like, did you have coaches or people that said, hey, you, you might want to lose a few pounds? Or is that something that you internalized and said, look, I, I need to get in better shape or whatever it was? So I did it totally for me because no matter what I knew, even once I lost weight, I was still going to be plus size. So um, I have had a pageant director tell me, you know, before competition, you might want to shed like 15 pounds or whatever, just to kind of have a more graceful walk and things like that. But um, there was never any real push for me to lose um, a certain amount of weight or a large amount of weight. So you open something up and, and I certainly don't want to, uh, you know, move beyond it. Like, what did you do for all of our visionaries that can be inspired by your words? What were the, what was the actions that you took beyond just, hey, I got in the gym or whatever it was? Like, how did you lose that weight? Well, I actually had weight loss surgery. Gotcha. So, um, Right before I turned 40, I tried everything. You know, I, I went to the gym. I would lose 40 pounds and gain 20 back. Um, I was on different um, weight loss medications. And so I promised myself um, that by the time I turned 40, if I had not lost any significant amount of weight, I would actually have weight loss surgery. So first of all, let me say this. And the fact that you just said that I'm, I'm when I turned 40, I, <laughs> <laughs> black don't crack. <laughs> Listen, I, I would have, I thought you were younger than I, than me. No, y'all, y'all younger than me. Y'all some babies. Uh-oh. Just uh -oh. barely though. Yeah, I'm barely. Just barely though. <laughs> so with, with you being a plus size pageant queen, if you will, right? Um, there's been this shift when it comes to just the beauty industry all together of, the plus size model, the plus size pageant queen, or what some people say, the everyday woman, if you will, or the normal size woman. What are your thoughts on, I guess you would call it the evolution or people coming around as far as that thought process and then wrapping their brains around it, like, hey, every woman who is, you know, uh, shaped like a normal size woman, that 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 can be a symbol, a, a sex symbol, if you will, versus the, you know, the 100, 100 pound stick figure. Well, I honestly think we always been in fashion. Everybody else just catching up. Uh -oh. And so um, just to know that what is called is body positivity, yes. right? The body positivity movement. And so um, I, I for a couple of years now, I've attended the Curvy Con conference in um, New York where um, they're all plus size women, plus size designers, models. Everybody kind of get together during Fashion Week uh, in New York. And so. Like I said, we've always been in fashion. Everybody else is just catching up. And so to really think about, it's not a size, it's a state of mind, right? And so growing up, I was always told, oh, you're so cute if you could just lose some weight, you know? And just, I love that I'm a role model for other little girls that you don't have to lose the weight. In fact, I lost the weight 
for me for health reasons, because, you know, as I get older, I knew it was only going to get harder being that size. Um, like at 19, they told me I was going to have to have a complete knee replacement. Well, I, my knees don't bother me at all now. And so I knew my mother later in life had two knee replacements. And so I didn't want to follow in those footsteps. And so it was truly about me thinking what would be best for me in the future. Because I think a lot of people, they get caught in the circumstance of where they are now and don't think ahead of what, they're, what they will be doing or want to do. So I had to think kind of futuristic about how I want my life to be eventually. And we're on that now. To push it further on the whole body positivity thing, right? So, like in the modeling world, you know, you have like the Ashley Grahams and the Tabria Majors, you know, all beautiful, what they quote unquote plus size women, right? Are there those type of barrier breakers in the pageant world? Besides you, obviously. <laughs> yes. And there are so many uh, plus size pageants out there that people aren't just aren't aware of. Um, I wish I had a, a number or a figure to be able to tell you how many plus size pageants there are. Um, there isn't like one standard of it because there are so many. Um, so it, it kind of just depends, but it just depends which pageant system you're in, what, what they're kind of looking for and the things that happen. Hurricane, how many um, pageants have you been involved in? I've only been in two. Okay. So um, I was Miss Plano Plus America in 2017, which is part of the Miss Plus America system. And then in 2018, I was Miss Illinois All World Beauties Plus 2018. When you go to these pageants and you see, you know, plus size women um, being confident and, and being involved in pageantry, what what does that give you internally? What type of feeling are you or do you get? For one, I love pageant week. Uh, it's an amazing feeling. And I think that's why I really keep doing it. The adrenaline I get off of that. But the amazing people that I get to meet, I mean, doctors, lawyers, CEOs, entrepreneurs from all across the board. Um, it's just been an amazing experience. And so really to see these women, like when I've gone to New York to the conference, I'll see other pageant queens. And I'm like, why is this not more mainstream? Why do people not know that this is out there? And so that's one of my goals in life is to make plus size pageantry more mainstream, make it to normalize it so more people know about it. Well, that's an interesting topic that I certainly want to get into. Um, but as you look at pageantry, just to set the table or, or the foundation, what, what actually goes involved or what actually goes in into pageantry? There is so much. Um, I probably want to delve into that too in a side business, but to know about uh, designers, makeup artists, pageant coaches, runway walk coaches, um, just a plethora of things. And don't get me wrong, pageantry is an expensive hobby. It is very expensive. You know, you need to get sponsors and things like that. But it's a world unto itself. And so it, it's a lot. It's amazing, though. Now, did you know this kind of going into it? Or is this stuff that you found out, you know, as you got more and more involved into pageantry? Um, it's more, I found out more as I got into it. Because my first time, I spent thousands of dollars mm. uh, of my own money. I didn't even know I could get sponsors or things like that. And so um, I had to go find my own makeup artist. and a plethora of other things like where to buy shoes, where to buy a dress. I mean, my first pageant, the judges told me my dress looked like a prom dress. And so that, that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so now this round, I have a designer uh, in Dallas who she has multiple women have won in her dresses. And so now I have that network that I've built over the years to really, you know, I have a pageant coach. So different things. Cuff, Katrina mentioned the word sponsors. Yes. Uh, and one of our biggest supporters and sponsors is uh, the entire family of Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge in Duncanville, Texas. Uh, like Lena, Jacoby, uh, thank you guys so much. The address there is 215 West Kent Wisdom Road in Duncanville, Texas. Uh, if you're anywhere on the southern side of the Metroplex, make sure you get to Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. Absolutely love what they're doing over there. And, and I love where your mindset is on all this, uh, Katrina. You know, we talked about, or I heard you say earlier that you wanted to see more um, plus side pageantries, right? Um, let me dive a little bit deeper and, and peel back a different layer. Would you like to see more African-American women involved in plus size pageantry? Yes. And in fact, they we have more pageants. It's just not known. So um, a lot of them are on the East Coast um, and in Florida and in the South, like Texas is a huge state for pageantry. And so um, even my pageant coach has this wonderful pageant system she created, Miss Plus World. And so she actually has contestants from all over the world. Um, they've flown from South Africa, uh, from Indonesia, all to compete in Atlanta. So so let's, let's look at a real life situation. You're in front of the judge and you said you get about five minutes or so. What are the type of questions that you have to answer? And, and are you allowed to actually prepare for, for I guess, um, questions that they may ask you? Yeah, so that's kind of the point of having a pageant coach. She will take you through things, so she will drill you. So in fact, my pageant coach, Miss Nanette Watts, the queen maker, um, she has won, I believe, over 40 titles in her lifetime. Oh my. And so she is a really in-depth coach. So she will coach you just out of the blue. She may call you out of the blue. You'll be standing there and she'll just start asking you questions. And she, she likes to throw you off to just to see how in the moment you are and see how well your answer will go. And so you do prepare for that along the way. But um, in an interview, they will definitely ask you about your platform. And so uh, this year, my, my platform is financial literacy. So they'll ask me, what, what are you doing? Um, we have a judge's sheet that we fill out ahead of time. So that's where they get some of their questions from. And so um, sometimes you want to leave a little mystery on the sheet so they can ask you a question that they haven't read already. So you can kind of get a sense of who they are in person. Why financial literacy? I figured I would do something that touches every human being on the planet. All of us have, we exist with money. And so there is a lack of education, especially in African-American community. And so one of the things I do, I teach, um, I work with the Dallas for Junior Achievement. Um, I have ordered books from the Fed, to, um, the little workbooks to give children. So I think we need to start at that point. And then I also attend one community church in Plano, and I am on the um, financial, <laughs> the financial um, wellness group. And so we teach uh, financial peace, and we also teach a budgeting class called Strive. Are y'all leveraging the Dave Ramsey financial? Yes. Okay, cool. That's mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. So the buzzword I heard there was platform, right? Mm -hmm. And so not only you have the pageants, but you got something else you're working on that you're going to kind of help to spread this message of financial literacy about. Can you tell us what that is? Yes. Thank you so much. I am starting Seven Figure Girls Podcast. Hey. hey. 
And you know, it's like a double entendre, right? So seven figures. My favorite number is seven, the number of completion. Um, and so me and my best friend, we were joking around one day and I was like, girl, remember when we didn't have a comma in our check? We just wanted a comma. And she was like, what's Bruh. stopping us from making seven <laughs> figures? <laughs> I was like, right, we need to start making seven figures. We need to start working on that. And so it all started from there. But um, seven figures will encompass seven principles of life that I think young women need to empower themselves with. And that covers faith, finance, growth, goals, glow, glamour, and generosity. Mm. And so glamour really is the pageantry part, because like I said, I want to bring awareness to pageantry. And so every podcast will have a little bit of pageantry in it. Um, and generosity is philanthropy. We all need to learn how to give back to be one with the world. And um, that reminds me that one big thing in pageantry is to serve. Right. We all are philanthropists. We need to serve each other. That's kind of our reason we're on Earth. We're not here just to hoard things for ourselves. We're here to be generous and to share with others. When are you when when the seven figure girls debut? It is debuting September 24th on a podcast platform near you. Hey, so, you know, we've we've known each other from a distance, right, mm -hmm. uh, through the social media world. What inspired you to to jump into the podcast realm? It was you. Hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys inspired me. So a friend had me listen to your podcast one day and I was like, oh my gosh. And just to know that you guys are in Dallas and just to see where you have built your platform from. And I was just like, this, this is amazing. And so right after I listened to you guys and I, I was like, okay, a podcast. I never thought about a podcast. Um, People started saying to me, oh, um, you could do a podcast. Like I would so listen to you, like, because I kind of I'm kind of animated most of the time. Mm. And, and so um, like yeah, I was doing a virtual class and this guy was like, you've been on 10 all day. I would listen to you on YouTube or a podcast. And I'm like, if people keep saying this to me out of the blue, maybe it's a sign that I should do something. But you guys were the catalyst for my podcast. So thank you. Now, shout out to your friend who introduced you to us. For real. <laughs> and and we're obviously in all sincerity, uh, we are truly humbled and honored that you would even, you know, consider us uh, somewhat of a catalyst to uh, to get going in, in the podcast realm. I, you know, if you listen to our intro, we talk about giving a voice to the voiceless and, and really allowing you that opportunity to everybody has a voice. Right. Everybody has a voice, but not everybody is comfortable or confident in using that voice. And and me for one, and I'm and Mo will tell you, I, I don't lack any confidence. And I'm not as not afraid or scared of the microphone, but it's just knowing that I can tell you or share with you my thoughts that transcends the whole game, right? Like being in front of a microphone and saying, This is what I believe in, this is what I'm fighting for. You've got your seven pillars. Um, for seven figures, um, seven figure podcast. And, you know, we're going to get behind you. We're going to support you in every way possible. Um, you know, you have an ally in, in the, the Vision Lab podcast for life. Uh, I'm super excited for you um, and, the, and the debut of your episode. So uh, anything that you need from us, don't hesitate to reach out. Yes, thank you. And I appreciate you guys for reaching out to me. So that's that's kind of how I got started, the, the back and forth with the posting on Instagram and everything. So I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. So it's time to have a little fun. <laughs> okay. So uh, being a pageant queen, right, um, what is your favorite part of the competition? The makeup artists and the gowns. 
having somebody, you know, dress you up, fix your hair, do your eyelashes, your your eyebrows, lipstick. You love just being pampered. Yes, all of that. Like, cause I, I this is not my nine to five. I do not look like this <laughs> normally. You look like it right now. Yeah, right now. This is the pageant wig. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, got the pageant jewelry, like yeah. But I am normally normally not like this at all whatsoever. So this is my time to kind of like live out a little fantasy. Well, life is a fantasy, mm-hmm. and it's what you make of it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I love that you're able to live that out um, on stage in front of judges. So not only does Katrina have a podcast dropping soon, Cuff, um, she is going to be part of a documentary. What is that all about? Big baller. Yes. In fact, our trailer is on YouTube. So if you want to go look for it, it is called Make Room for Me, Unapologetically Fat in America. And um, a great friend of mine and a sister pageant queen, uh, Trevelia Hodge, it is her idea. And so it is a few of us really talking about being plus size and being fat in America. Like so many people want to stereotype you, uh, but... You can. You can't pigeonhole us um, just because we weigh a little more. I mean, we wear well, though. So um, there's no reason that they sh- we shouldn't be included. There's no reason that we shouldn't try to do different things or be part of different endeavors. Um, like we said before, it's all a mindset. It's about where you want to go, where you want to take it. So. Um, Cuff, allow me to, to, to say thank you to another group who has helped us out tremendously. Let's go. Uh, the Good Guys Definition Cigars. Thank you guys for all of your support. We appreciate you to the utmost. You keep putting out great product after great product, um, as well as Crystal and Tim at Class A Vodka. C- class in every single glass. Um, Katrina, will make sure you get a, a sip of that as well. Oh, please see. Thank it's you. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you Hold guys. Hold that pinky up though when you do it. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you guys so much for your support. Class A, we love everything that you guys are doing. Big ups to you guys. If you haven't had an opportunity to grab your glass, Make sure that you do. Um, Chris, I want to keep the ball you know, moving forward here. You just said two things. One word in particular that um, I, I, want to, I want to extrapolate here, and that was the word fat. Um, and that struck me because is that word, if, if someone says, hey, you're fat, do you, do you or your, your cohorts or people that you associate with find that offensive? I don't, but of course, when I hear fat, I hear P-H-A-T, pretty hot and tempting. So, oh. Um, <laughs> it kind of just depends. Um, I think it's about taking ownership in the word. So it's no longer something that can hurt you, but something that empowers you. I love that. I love that. So you hear fat, pretty hot and tempting. Mm-hmm. So what, what gave you the strength to have that type of a mindset? I really don't know. It could be because I'm a Leo. So, you know, I think Shout I'm special. Shout out to the Leos. Right. Oh, Shout out to the Leos. special anyway. Hey. Thirsty ass Leos. Oh. Haters hey, on right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think as a child, I was always, in, I don't want to say empowered, but my parents really kind of let me do my own thing. So I was always on stage. I was always um I was either in a nutcracker or a cheerleader or in choir or doing something. And so just to allow me to kind of be artistic and creative when I needed to be, I think that helped a lot. Um, but also I had people telling me I was beautiful, you know, so I had been fat since I was nine. I remember why I started gaining weight and when. And so 
just to to know over the years. And, you know, I've I've been a girl who a guy wouldn't date me because of my size, you know, and things like that. But I never let it get to me. That just meant he wasn't the one for me. That's an incredibly uh, powerful mindset that, that you're sharing here. And I, I applaud you in that. I think we all know someone that, that either struggles with weight um, or, or may, you know, look down on themselves because of their their size. And, and th this is the thing with TVLP is that we want everybody to recognize that there's beauty and power in each and every one of us. So um, it's just amazing to, to hear that from you. Um, you know, as we talk about this word, and it's, to me, it's kind of an ugly word. I think we all know someone that um, may be overweight or what have you. Did you ever feel the pressure to have to try to lose the weight? Of course. I think um, you, especially when you're younger and you're dating and you're out there, um, you always feel that pressure, especially when somebody say, you know, they may not be attracted to you. Um, you feel the pressure. You see a cute outfit and you're like, oh, they don't make that in my size. Uh, I don't think we can say that now because I'm pretty sure we have so many designers and things that they just um, meet to a plethora of women. But you just have to be comfortable in yourself. You, it starts with self-love. You have to love yourself. You have to love the skin you're in. You have to appreciate it. We all have a place in this world, um, fat, plus size, whatever you want to call it. You have a place. And so you have to embrace that for what it is. I want you to take this opportunity to speak to the parents of little girls who may have a, a, a plus size child, plus size girl, or even plus size boy. Um, I want you to take this opportunity to just talk to those parents, how they can help continue to love on them and provide them the confidence that your parents gave you and putting in you in pageants and the nutcracker and all that good stuff. I would say, because, you know, my son was a little chunky when he was uh, growing up too. Um, allow a child to be a child. Don't put that society pressure on them and just let embrace them and their talents and who they are. Um, it's a phase sometimes, right? Because as we grow, you know, especially boys, right? They gain weight and then they have a growth spurt and they shoot up and they're skinny again or something. Um, but with girls, it takes a toll on them the way they look. There's and, a lot going on. Yeah. You know, you, you're trying to have have girlfriends, you're trying to have boyfriends, you're trying to fit into all these different societal pressures. You know, it's a lot going on as a female. And as a father of a 11 year old, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about what, what you may have, have, to go, have, have had to have gone through at that age. Yeah, so like I remember uh, one time my grandmother I was in the kitchen and I overheard her telling my sister, oh, she's so pretty. I just wish she would lose some weight. I never heard that from my mother. I didn't hear that from my sisters. Um, and so that really bothered me. It hurt me to hear my grandmother say it kind of behind my back. Um, but it was so funny on her deathbed when, you know, I was saying goodbye. She was like, just don't lose your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> What it always you, comes full circle. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you're losing weight. Just don't lose your cheeks. I'm like, well, some got to give. <laughs> Can't have everything. Um, so she later learned to embrace it because I think she realized it's not about that. 
I was still going to find somebody to share my life with. That didn't stop anything. I still had a child. That didn't stop anything. Um, so I think that's what parents think is because they have this weight issue that may keep them from doing something else. But now we're realizing that, no, you're capable. I mean, look at the plus size women who are doing yoga, who are in the Olympics. Um, the young lady who did this won the shot put. She's a pageant queen. She's she's one of the sisters. Yeah. And so she's, she's in the plus size pageantry. And so we are just reaching new heights. We are starting to not believe what society has told us about ourselves. And we're really starting to embrace it and have it empower us instead of holding us back. What do you see as, oh, what's the word? What do, you, what do you see happening long term when it comes to the whole plus size genre of pageant queens, models, just that entire genre? You know, and, I, and I hate the word plus size or labels or whatnot, because sometimes they say, oh, it's a plus size woman. It's like, no, it's a normal sized woman. Like you guys are just trying to leverage that or to, to, to take your word, measure it against the, 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 the 100 pound beanpole who, you know, who has to dance in the shower just to get wet. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's the truth. <laughs> That's just an interesting way to put it. Um, I think that it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to grow. Um, hopefully, it'll get to the point where there isn't a plus size session, section in a store and a regular uh, women's section. Um, because, like, even if you go into Target right now, you will see the same outfit in the plus size as in the regular. Or, you know, they charge us a little bit more. And that's one thing I'm starting to love about designers, especially in pageantry. You know, they want to charge the plus size woman so much more for the same thing you're giving a regular size woman. And so some designers are realizing that's wrong and they're not charging us anymore because it's expensive to be a plus size woman. Our clothes cost a little bit more. They got to have a little, little bit more quality. I just can't go to Rainbow and buy me an outfit all the time. You know? <laughs> I got Lane Bryant, you're not cheap. <laughs> so so um, just to realize that, but I see it expanding, especially in pageantry, because um, as I research it, as I look into it, there are so many pageants that we just aren't mainstream that we don't know about, but so many people participating in. And so, like I said, as I go to different events and see things, I'm starting to see how many especially African-American women that are in pageantry. And this gives us an outlet. You know, I've been asked a question before, well, why do you need your own pageant? Why do we need our own anything? You know, I once had to explain to a friend uh, who was questioning me about why do you have Essence Magazine? Because guess what? You didn't let us participate in your magazine, so we created our own. Same thing in pageantry. You didn't like us. You didn't you want know. us at the table, so we made our own. Exactly. We make our own. We make our own seats. We make our own meals. We make our own everything. And so that is the point. We need representation. Young girls need representation. Just and I, I, the father of a two-year-old daughter, right? Um, what responsibility do you feel that you have to, you know, Cup asked about what would you talk to, what would you tell a parent? But when, you know, the little girl who might listen to this or the, you know, what responsibility do you feel that you have as a pageant queen or plus size pageant queen to that little girl who was just like you at one point in life? Um, I have great responsibility. And so that's why pageant queens have to carry themselves a certain way. So there are certain things you won't see us do. You won't see us uh, with our regalia on posing with a drink in our hand. You won't hear us using profane language because we understand that we are role models that the people are looking up to us. And so, um, for instance, one of my friends had a birthday party for her son and it was a dress up party. And I was like, oh, well, 
I'll go, you know, in my pageant queen regalia. And, you know, everybody else, the little girls, um, it was like a Marvel party. So they were dressed up like the different characters. But when they saw me, everybody stopped. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, all the little girls, they came up to me and I took off my tiara and I let them take pictures in it and everything. And I sent the pictures to their moms and they're like, oh my God, this was so beautiful. So cut um, to like months later, um, I'm going to this non-for-profit to do some volunteer work. That woman was one of the women at the birthday party. Wow. And she said, you don't know what you did to me when you walked in that room. I was like, what I do? <laughs> and she was like, I've never seen a black pageant queen, a beauty queen before. And she was like, I'm 35. And she said, you walked in with such confidence with that tiara on your head. She was like, you were so beautiful that day. And I was like, I didn't even have on any makeup that day. I had on a wig. But, um, <laughs> and she was like, I just had never seen anybody in person that looked like you. And so I thought that was amazing. It was moving. And that just showed me the power of pageantry and how it can really make people feel and give them that confidence and to have that representation in pageantry that people can see and know for themselves. You know, earlier you talked about um, giving giving yourself an outlet at, at the pageantry. Um, I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our, our listeners across the globe are, are, are curious to know, what are the psychological benefits of being up on stage, um, alluring yourself in the confidence, uh, presenting yourself in a, in a specific way? What, what type of psychological benefits come from being in, involved in pageantry? or competing in pageantry? Well, for one, like I said before, you have to have a certain amount of confidence up front, but mentally you have to prepare yourself. You have to realize that you're not in competition with the woman next to you. You're in competition with you, improving yourself, being your best self. And so in pageantry, you're going to work on your walk. You're going to work on your public speaking. You're going to work on your stage presence, um, how you come off in an interview. All these things psychologically psychologically help you to create a better you. So I feel like pageantry, when it is the final night and you're on stage, that is you being able to present your best self. And that's what you've been working towards. That's what all the money is going towards, all the time, all the effort. Um, when you go out to speak on your platform and you're building it, all of that goes in to psychologically helping you be the best person you can be. And I love what you say about being your best self because TVOP, one of our pillars is figuring out ways to become the best versions of ourselves. Um, so you've never technically lost, right? But when it comes to actually losing a, a competition, as it relates to becoming the best version of yourself, do you look at, hey, yeah, I didn't necessarily win the overall title, but I feel better because I was able to accomplish A, B, and C. I was able to uh, answer the questions in, in a poignant way. I was able to walk a certain way. I was able to have my gown and everything was on point. It was on fleet. Like when you come out of those situations um, and you do you feel like you're a better version of yourself, even if you don't win from a competitive perspective? Yes. So my first pageant, I did not have a coach. I did everything myself. I 
I had no help and I came second runner up. So I was ecstatic that I got a trophy and I got to go party with everybody else. I was just excited. I was like, yes, yeah, my first time. Uh, my second time, I was like, I felt a little bit more defeated, but I had to realize that for one, this is only my second competition. Two, I was competing against seasoned people who I knew before. It was a pleasure for me to compete with them because I learned from them. And so I never looked at it as truly a loss. Like, oh, I'm hanging my head low. I'm never going to do this again. I was like, oh, I'm coming back next year. Let me go sign up back up, you know. So you could tell your confidence was mm -hmm. growing. Yeah, my confidence grows with each competition. Like, I already told everybody, I'm taking it this year. I got it. It's, it's mine. I'm all over it. I wish everyone <laughs> could see her, like, yeah. moving in her chair right now. Thinking. Like, it's coming, like, the pageant queen, like, but the competitive side is coming out of her. Every time she talks about this, it, it comes out more and more and She's more. coming for y'all. Come for your thoughts. Oh, there it is. There it is. I want to I want to dial back just a little bit here because um, I'm curious to know as you know you'll have people that are listening that, are, that you know haters exist and and, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm grateful uh, for one for haters um, because that motivates you right it should motivate you um, a lot of people will say yeah you're plus size but what about your health right have you ever heard those type of conversations or comments directed towards you oh of course so like I said I started in pageantry at a size 28. And so, honestly, I wasn't a sick, bigger person. I wasn't my, you know, I never had high blood pressure. I wasn't diabetic. I wasn't pre-diabetic or anything. Um, I worked out. I exercised. I love to take dance class. Um, so it wasn't about that. Like I said, I was thinking of myself in the future that I didn't want to get to the point where I had diabetes. You know, I, I felt I've been very blessed and lucky up until this point. But I see that my mother has hypertension and had to have two knee replacements and things like that. And so I'm trying to avoid that in the future. Um, and so right now, sitting here at a size 14, I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my life. So I'm still considered obese. I'm not overweight. I'm obese, according to um, the doctors. But my doctors are happy with me. Like they want me to talk to their other weight loss patients because they were like, they have the surgery and they pick the weight back up. You've kept it off for two years. Like, what are you doing? But I keep myself active. I monitor you know, what I eat. Um, I have to have a protein heavy diet, but, you know, I take all of my vitamins and supplements. I do what I'm supposed to do to make myself, to keep myself healthy. Um, so we've kind of reached the part of the interview where we you know, open things up a little bit and kind of land the plane. Um, and before I do that, allow me to say thank you to, to last, certainly not least, the group from Dallas Leaf LLC. Uh, Ron, Taz, Teresa, Sheree, David, Callie, all of you guys. Thank you guys so much for your support. Um, Be on the lookout, too, for next month. We've got an event with Dallas Leaf LLC. We won't um, tell you what it is yet. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Make sure you guys come holler at us and, uh, and see us uh, with Dallas Leaf. Stay you know, tuned. Getting it in, man. We're getting it in, having a lot of fun. I see you have this lovely, lovely piece of jewelry on. In the world of pageant queens, um, is that loaned out? Is that purchased? Because uh, you walked there. You're going to put her out there on first. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, not hers. Not, no, not, not yours. Not your piece. Not your piece. Because honestly, when I met you, that's the first thing I noticed. Like, I saw you, obviously. But I was like, man, that is a heck of a piece on her neck. Before you answer that, I, I'm a little upset. You should have come in here with the tiara on. I, I have it. Okay, put it on. Let's go. 
It's always women that. That's the first thing I know. So it's like that is a. She's got piece her 2020 her sash with her. She's got a yeah, crown. So, um, the pageant I'm in, All World Beauties Plus, and Men of Distinction. So there are men in pageantry also. Um, <laughs> what, this, are, what are what, men of distinction? I'm so sorry. I have to ask. What is that? <laughs> it's the male division in our pageant. So it's male plus size models. Or, no, or they're plus not plus. Size. So this pageant has multiple divisions. And so we have age divisions. We have Ms. Ms. Miss Plus. Um, we have Miss Elite, which are 45, age 45 and above. We have Mrs. So we have multiple divisions in the pageant. Ms. Miss Misses. What's the difference between a Ms. and a Miss? So a Miss, M-I-S-S. Uh, I believe they cut off at age 25, 18 to 25, unmarried. Okay. And so you have the Ms., which cuts off at, uh, I think it's like 25 to 45. Okay. And then the elite is 45 and above. The cougar And they're all... Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and then they are all unmarried. And then the Mrs. have their divisions in each one, too. Do the divorces and you can't even compete if you've been divorced? No, you can. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. back to this, the, the piece of the tiara. She got yes. a tiara on, y'all. We have to make sure we take pictures. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you better believe we're going to take So, to my original question, because this is lovely, this lovely piece of jewelry that Katrina has around her neck, right? And so, not your individual piece, but like when it comes to designers and people, because you're in the world where people mm -hmm. think that you're good enough, like people will say, I want to put my clothing, my articles, my pieces of jewelry, I want to put them on that, that contestant. So, how does that work in that world? So starting out, because I'm not widely known, I haven't been in a lot of competitions, I have to go out and ask for sponsorship from people. Um, but usually if you have been in a few competitions and you're more known, you will get people to just come and sponsor you. So um, like the designer, I mean, the dress designer I'm using right now is Liza Faye um, in Dallas, and she is phenomenal. Um, so she's done many pageant queens, um, their final dresses. So, you know, like, just like Miss America, people take their final walk and they will do their wave and everything. How many dresses did you go, and go through in a competition? Well, technically only one, my final dress. Uh, but there are different segments of competition. So you do the onstage question. Um, you do your costume. So when I was Miss Illinois, I was the Morton Salt girl. Oh, wow. Really? You know, with the umbrella and the, yeah. the salt. Yeah, that was me. Um, uh, well, I'm thinking this year of being Tex from Big, Big Tex. Tex. Yes. Hey, I think okay. I can pull it off. Right. Right. I mean, I miss Texas. I think I can pull it off. I think so, too. We're sad that we're not going to have the state fair this year. Man. That's, that's, well, that's they're a doing a little drive-through online No, that's not the same. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. not the same. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know you're not from Texas, baby, but that is not the same. <laughs> yeah. That's an experience all to itself. Yeah. I've been to it a couple of times, so. But, yeah. Um. And so like this piece, this is costume jewelry, what they call it. Um, I bought it from Sam's, Sam Moon. Sam Moon. Sam Moon is a spot for costume jewelry, let me tell you. They need to be giving me a spot to saying this right now. Um, <laughs> Sam Moon, if you're listening, we'll make sure we tag you in the post. There is a beauty pageant queen who you need to uh, connect with and make it happen. Yes, but we also do photo shoots. So we have photographers. So I use Keon Young. He is like my go-to photographer um, in town and my makeup artist and just lots, <laughs> lots of people are behind pageantry that you have to work with and everything. So 
I'm th this this tiara. I almost called it a crown. Is it a crown or a tiara? It's a tiara. Okay. What's the difference? I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, is there a difference between a crown and tiara? See, so for me, yeah, now you you really do have me confused because that looks more like a crown for a queen. And a tiara is kind of like. When I hear tiara, I think like it doesn't go all the way around. I think like a little girl, yeah, and it just clips like in the back of their hair. Exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't go But nonetheless, that's gorgeous. And it actually, I'm noticing here in the light that it changes. It looks like. Diamond, and then it, yeah, it's like iridescent stones it, in it. So yeah, that's it a great word. Light, so. Iridescent stones. Mm -hmm. That's it's absolutely dope. So when you're when you're doing your your practicing, do you have to walk and practice with the crown? Or I'm sorry, the tr. Sometimes you do. It just depends. Because now all of a sudden you're you're. Your posture is a uh, lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, she went into character. She went into character and didn't even realize it. Yeah, I got to balance it. Can you give us a wave? There. Now, why do y'all have to cup yeah, your the, hand? The cup hand. Like what is that? That's, that's just the pageant. Why way. can't y'all just chunk up a deuce? Oh, like no. what else? <laughs> that's not very ladylike. That uh, would be groundbreaking. <laughs> yourself hey, we will maybe find a walk. Listen, yeah, if, if you win this next uh, pageantry, we will sponsor you only if you, you chunk, chunk up, up a deuce. deuce at the end. Okay, I'll do it during the photographs. <laughs> <okay>. No. no. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, we kind of come to that point. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, real quickly, um, before we get into our, our final questions, um, why don't you drop your social media handles for all the folks that are tuning in, all the little girls that want to be, uh, you know, pageant queens. <laughs> that is so cute. Um, well, I'm going to start off with Seven Figure Girls podcast. So you can uh, catch me at Seven Figure Girls on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channel, or sevenfiguregirls.com is the website. And then my IG page for the pageant is Ms. Texas AWB Plus 2020. Make sure you guys follow Hurricane Harvey, aka Katrina Harvey. <laughs> um, so now it's time to land the plane. So you are at a round table, just like the one we are sitting at right now. Um, it is you and there are five other seats. Who are the five other guests at your table? There is no right or wrong answer. The only caveat is that you can't have, you know, the higher power that you believe in at your table. So I have been dreading this question because I listen to the podcast and I'm like, I got to be prepared and I'm not prepared. Right? It hits you, right? It do. I'm like, OK, so Phyllis Wheatley. Do you know no. who that is? Yeah, no. Was a new, no. Who, who is Phyllis Wheatley? Phyllis Wheatley was a slave, and she is the first known African-American woman to be a published author of poetry. Wow. Mm. So I had to do a research paper on her in college. Um, Oprah. I really want to say Beyonce because I love me some Beyonce. <laughs> Are you part of the Beehive? I, unofficial because I'm not paying the fees. Okay. I'm unofficial. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a budget. Um, my father, he passed away uh, 13 years ago. So I really would want to talk to him to see what he thinks of me, um, of the woman I've become. And um, so you still got two more because you didn't count Beyonce. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Still got two more. Um, Nat Turner, for obvious reasons, I think I would be a revolutionary. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have been a fly on the wall the day he said, man, I'm fed up. I ain't doing this no more. Like at some point he was in slave quarters or in a room and he said, you know what? 
I ain't going for it no more. That had to be a hell of a moment. Yeah, I think if I was in his crew, I would have went back and got the little snitch who told everybody that it was about to go down. Um, see, that's the other side of me. See, that's West Side. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling. I can tell you holding it in. I am. Oh, it's so hard. Um, and then the fifth person would be someone who's very special to me. Um, when I was nineteen, I had a boyfriend that passed away. He was my first love. So I would just want to see what he thinks of the woman I've become since then. So. It's pretty good table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. Um, if you were a book, what the, what would be the name of your title? <sighs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's a good book to start with. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Um, just Blessed. Just Blessed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. If there were a movie about your life, who would play you? So you don't have thought about this, right? Oh, it came out. <laughs> the hands came out. Come on now. This. Love me some Raven Simone. Ooh. And I think that she needs a very dramatic role. I mean, I love her in Disney, but you know, we I'm animated, she animated. I think she would be perfect to play me. You know who I think? Sanaya Lathan. So you know what? She my favorite actress so much I named my son after her. His middle name is Lathan. Really? That's how deep it is. Small world. It's crazy. Mm. I can see it. Can you see it? <laughs> yeah, I can see, I can it. see it. I can definitely see it. Okay. It's the eyes. Yes, it, it, it's it's the, it's the high cheekbones. Oh, you see they purple today. Can you tell the eyes? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is um, you know, as, as we we're in the vision lab, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the long term vision for one Katrina Hurricane Harvey? Well, the vision for me, um, I have recently decided I really want to go into entrepreneurship and I really want to work on empowering young women. And so that's the reason I started Seven Figure Girls. Um, There is just so much education, knowledge, confidence building, mindset changing that needs to be done. And so um, although I love my nine to five, I eventually want to retire from it and I really want to build a platform I want to start doing online classes for young women. I want to create a development program. I want to start merchandising different things. I just really want to build upon what I'm doing now into the foreseeable future. Well, I have no doubt that you're going to build um, something major. Um, I love your energy. I love your or I love your mindset, most importantly. Um, last question of the pod. In case you didn't know, we do have a magic timer scene. Um, what would today's version of Katrina Harvey, what advice would she be giving herself from five years ago? Like Nike, just do it. Like stop procrastinating. If the idea is in your mind, God put it there for a reason, go ahead and follow it. Just do it. Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to fast forward the clock, so forgive us. We're going to make you a little bit older. Um, no gray hairs, no crack. I'm telling you, you flawless right now. Um, what would the older version of Katrina Harvey, what advice would she be giving you looking back at you today? She would say, don't worry about the budget. You know, if God gave you the vision, he will provide the provision. So. Oh, can you write that down? I'm putting that in the book. Huh? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. To all of our visionaries listening in uh, worldwide, thank you for your continued support. 
Remember, each one of our guests are leaving nuggets of wisdom on the trail of life. It's up to you to pick them up. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice you've been listening to is Katrina Harvey. My name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey, and we will see you next week on another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Blessings.